Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Oh, I like this song. This Christmas, all the mistletoe. Yeah, so I was Adam Abrams at my first radio job in Tama, Toledo, Iowa, the Twin Cities of Iowa. You really like found that out of a phone? I want to like say you paged fo- through. I didn't. Yeah, that's the first page. A B. Yes, exactly. A- a- Abrams. A B. So yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a uh, too much thought given to my radio. Guess not. And why didn't I change my first name? Weird. Oh, well. Uh, 10-10, uh, News Talk 830, WCCO. It's time for Quick Takes. Uh, we talked a lot of Vikings with Brian Murphy. You can catch that on our podcast if you missed it earlier in the show. But I have one more Vikings question for you. In a season that's been full of ups and downs and winning streaks and losing streaks, mm-hmm. what is more likely for the final three games of the Vikings season for them to win out or lose out? Oh, boy. I'd lose out. It has to. It would be more likely that they would lose out just based on their personnel. You know, you got Nick Mullins in there, and he's okay, but he's not going to. And the Lions are still a good team. Packers, boy, what happened to the Packers? We thought they were coming a couple weeks ago, and then they lost to the Giants, and they lose to the Buccaneers at home. Of course, the Vikings lost to the Buccaneers at home this year, but... Yeah, they would it'd be more like I don't think they're going to lose out, but yeah. if if I had to pick either lose out or win out, yes, it would be more likely that they would drop those three games than uh, win them. Do you think if they win one out of three, they they'll still make the playoffs? Oh, it's, it's so bad. so watered it down. Is, it's but awful. like the Rams all came out of nowhere. Now the Rams are right at seven and seven too. I still uh, yeah, I still say the Vikings make the playoffs. I'm wow. gonna call it. Yeah, I'm calling it now. Wow. And if they don't, you've never heard me say that. All right. MSP is streamlining their Uber and Lyft pickup sites. They'll take over some uh, spots previously used by taxi services. Adam, do you, when you go to the airport, do you use Uber and or Lyft, or how do you normally I have get before. to the airport? I have before. Um, last few times, we've just ended up parking, leaving the car there. Uh, we used a car service when we went to Italy. Uh, Shay Cab. A car service? Shay Cab, who's wow. uh, very popular on Twitter. Okay. She's got a car service, so I said, you know, she's... I've interacted with her before on Twitter, so I said, you know what? I'm going to... Uh, so it was like a black Cadillac or something? Nice big black Cadillac SUV. Yeah. And then I failed to tell her that there's a dirt road on the way to the airport from my house, which is ludicrous, by the way, to get into it. <laughs> oh, the car got all dirty. Oh, she had to, like, I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. So she went, like, super slow on that stretch. Uh, I felt bad. But she's like, oh, no, I got time to clean it up, but... It was very nice. Did you drink a cocktail? And it wasn't no, no. They just had water, but it actually was not that bad either. The cost wise, it was like fairly reasonable. Wow! And it's just kind of nice to arrive in luxury when you when you go to the airport. But no, I've but I've done Uber. Um, Yeah, it used to seem like in in some airports still. I think they're. 
I think as they, they become more popular, they're more acceptable now, and the rules have changed. But for a while, they were like, you know, because I think cabs had such a control on it mm-hmm. that you it was hard for Uber and Lyft to get a fair shake of uh, where to, where they can park and where they can be. So it's nice to see that that's more acceptable now and that you can get to that ride share easier. What about you? When you travel, do you? Uh, no, almost never. Maybe only a couple of times. Really? Yeah. So what do you do? We uh, we often get a ride oh, yeah. if we have lots of bags yep. and kids and car seats and that whole situation. We get a ride, or we sometimes will park and take the light rail. We'll park oh, sure. somewhere in South yep. Minneapolis or whatever and jump on the light rail. Or I'll drop off the family and I'll go park and take the light rail or something like that. Here's a question. If you are asked to give a ride to a family member or friend to the airport, are there hour limits? Like if they're coming in in the middle of the night, do you tell that friend, get a get a ride, oh. get an Uber? Or do you like, what's too early or what's too late yeah, for you to question. go pick up a friend or a relative at the airport? 651-461-9226. What's the cutoff for picking someone up or dropping them off at the airport, hour-wise? Election ballots could soon be counted by hand in North Dakota. A proposal could force votes to be counted by hand in North Dakota uh, if activists achieve the goal. It's all because of – I totally butchered this lead-in, by the way. Can I start over? Sure. Okay. Three, two, one. In North Dakota, all ballots could soon be counted by mail. It's a push by activists across the country. By hand. By hand. They distrust modern voting systems. And ironically, this could be on the ballot. So in North Dakota, you soon may be able to cast an electronic vote saying, yes, we'd like to vote by hand or have them counted by hand, rather. Uh, What's your reaction to that story, Adam? I'm sorry. Uh, Computers... There's a reason we have computers. I don't like those newfangled computer things. I mean, look, there's a reason we do that. There's a reason we still don't, in very few cases, count with hand hand counting. Because problems, mistakes, much more likely with hand counting. Uh, it's indisputable. So you can argue all you want. Oh, those computers are... No, 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 no. And there's no evidence, credible evidence of widespread uh, voter irregularities with computers or computerized vote counting machines. I'm sorry. And this does disservice. This does, and okay, it's North Dakota, so the population lower in North Dakota than a lot of states, but it just adds to the, you're playing into the fears and the playing into the politicization of elections and the distrust, but... That's where we are. It's, it's not surprising, but it's kind of pathetic. USA Today is out with their pictures of the year, including the good and bad of everything from politics to sports to climate change and much more. Um, I was thinking about that. My picture of the year actually just ordered some pictures for the holidays, including yeah. a couple that would be in the running for my picture of the year. Uh, Adam, if you had to pick one picture that you took this year, what would be your picture of the year? I've got a couple. So one with my dad probably I'm thinking of since my dad passed away this yep. year. But there's also like my daughters. There's one that my daughters and me and I think this was over Thanksgiving where we took a picture and it was just I'm just shaking my head at how fast my daughters are growing up and they're both beautiful and lovely young women. And so that would probably if I could do two, it would be that. 
Of course, then I and then I miss. Okay, what about my wife? Yeah, what about no. my dogs? No. But uh, no, again, considering the year that it was. Actually, there's a picture of my uncle and my dad at Lambeau mm. Field when my they wel- the Packers welcome my uncle back to Lambeau Field. This is in 2012, I think. Mm. And the fact that both those guys are gone now after this year, uh, heartbreaking. But uh, that was a pretty cool, cool picture. So that might sum it up for me. I think you're breaking the rules. Doesn't the picture of the year have to be a picture taken this year? I suppose. Well, I, I like copied it. It uh, came back up on my Facebook feed like well, as a memory. Yeah, I know, but that's like a historical. You're. I have yeah, too many. I live a luxurious life. I, uh, I very went picturesque. To Italy. Very picturesque. Lots of yeah. pictures from Italy. I mean, I could. It's hard to really. You went to Italy. I did. Wow. So did you? I did. Uh, due to the infrequent nature of it, I don't have one. I don't have one as I might need it one day. Well, that's the answer to the. Okay, so text or call six five one four six one nine two two six. Are there hour limits on when somebody mm-hmm. can ask you to uh, pick them up or drop them off at the airport? Six five one four six one nine two two six. I say yes. I'm sorry. If it's in the middle of the night, unless it's like an emergency, like a, you know, I got to get out of town tonight. I've killed somebody. You got to get me out of town, or like you know, some family member sick. But no, I'm sorry. If you're coming in in the middle of the night, they have cabs, they have Ubers. Take them. Let me sleep. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I know Chad Hartman would be. Uh, I'd volunteer to take Chad Hartman to the airport, but then he'd complain that I didn't have a variety of condiments available to him while he was on his trip. Uh, we'll get to that topic in a second, but Larry has called in from Minneapolis. He wants to chime in on one of the issues we were talking about. Larry, thank you for calling. You're on the WCCO talk line. Uh, what did you want to say? Well, uh, just listening to somebody saying that they wouldn't trust voting. They would only trust the Internet. Yet if that person was to just pay attention to the front page of the Minneapolis Star Tribune today, they would show that AI is creating false sites. They've increased more than a thousand percent, and they're putting out false political information about elections, yeah. wars, and natural disasters. And these people's like, I would almost say, I guess I would prefer to have some count my vote by hand because you would have a real person looking at a real vote. I get that. I understand that. And that, that was me talking about that. I just, I think... Yes, I mean, I, I believe, though, that computerized voting machines, uh, if secure, are much more accurate than a hand count. I just feel like, yeah, I just, and I, under, I, I do understand, I do under, well, that's the problem we're in, though, Larry. You bring up a good point about what that, that, that is really a troubling spot is when we can't trust our systems and, and half the people believe that they're secure, half the people don't, and I, and I get that, and I get that there's fraught, there's so much evidence out there, especially with AI. I, don't, I think AI is a separate issue from, from what we're talking about in specific voting machines, because I think those two have to be separate. But you bring up a can good I, point. I, yep, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I throw an example out Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Go ahead. Can I throw a small example out there? Okay. Well, I have a friend who lives in another state, and his wife was sent back here because she has Alzheimer's and she has a sister here. Mm-hmm. I tried calling the folks she, she was at. They wouldn't give me any happy information, even though I wasn't asking about her health. So I called somebody else who wanted to know my friend's address, and she found it instantly, plus my friend's wife's birthday. And she was actually able to call the place. And it's like, this is information is out yeah. there, no matter what. You know? So how's to say that even without the AI, that they don't just hack in? 
No, it's scary. I, I mean, we've had Larry. To your point, we've had us Steve Simon, who's the Secretary of State, on this show numerous times, telling us about the secureness of the voting machines, and that's, I mean, that we have to take those folks' word for it that they're protecting these systems and that they are free from any kind of outside hacking or influence, and that it just comes down to. A, whether or not you believe it or not, I guess, and that, which is a lot of different topics in this day and age. It just it's basically yeah. comes down to what you read and what you're and what you know what kind of sources you're getting, and, and which leads us to oh, yeah. difficult spots sometimes because that's just a difference of opinion for a lot of folks. Hey, Larry, I appreciate you calling, and I got to move on, but call yeah. in any time, sir. Yes, you thank you. Have a pleasant day, sir. You too, Larry in uh, Minneapolis. Um, we kind of got off the rails there, but. But the, he raises a good point. It's like, do you believe when authorities tell you that? Yeah. And that some people just don't, and some people do, yeah, yeah. and yet, and, and it, and we all we differ with different authorities. And it's sometimes hard when we're talking about things like AI and computerized voting that a lot of us don't necessarily understand the technology it's hard to distinguish between those yes you know so if steve simon says this computerized voting system is accurate and safe and then i look the other direction and there's something about ai spreading misinformation those are like to me those are two very different things but if if we don't understand what those are and you 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 put those in the same bucket then of course that leads to mistrust and there's this texture nails it right here you're exactly right because computers we just assume okay computers are connected my computer is connected to your computer, the, whether it's the web or whatever connects our computers, but voting machines are not connected. I'm an election judge in Minnesota. This is from a texter. Election machines are standalone machines. They are not linked via the Internet. And I have faith that that's the truth. So am I an idiot or am I naive for believing that's the truth? Well, you can you can argue that, but I would think the evidence that, I've heard from experts, including him. And we we actually talked to Steve Simon about this. We should get him on again, by the way. I, I know you you requested it. Um, his point, too, was that, because I've always brought up, why isn't there a uniform election system in America? All 50 states have the same kind of election equipment. That way it would be a much smoother process. But he has argued that it is good that different states have different systems because then th- that means we're not beholden to one company doing all the work with these voting machines. And we still do have hand counts too. Like when, when, when there's a close election, we rely on hand counting. But if you're old enough to remember the 2000 election, uh, Gore versus, versus Bush and some of the hand counting that went on in Florida, the term hanging Chad ring a bell. Okay, we got derailed with our different conversation about uh, when 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 is it? Uh, are you required? Not required, but if you are you a bad person if you say no? I'm only picking you up from the airport or dropping you off at reasonable hours, unless it's an emergency, of course. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh, the, there's a reason we have Ubers and the like and taxis. You can do you can use those uh, different different methods. You don't have to rely on somebody. All right, another serious topic coming up. We're to the point, including here at CCO, it's the end of the year. People are getting in days. They're getting in uh, those vacation days. If you're in a location, if you're in a business where you have to use it or lose it, meaning vacation, 
and it comes down to the end of the year and people are taking days, what, let's say, instead of taking a whole block of days, let's say you want to like make, do a consistent, uh, three weeks in a row of three day weekends. What is the most ideal day if you got one day to take off in the week? Which is it? You could argue, could it be a Friday? Is it a Monday? Or how about a midweek break, which is what I have this week? Uh, we'll discuss that hot topic next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Christmas Story versus Elf. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! I know him. Turkey or ham? Real versus fake tree? Fun topics, serious opinions. Now on Adam and Jordana, let's debate how things should be done in an audience participation bit we're calling the Holiday Baking Championship. The Holiday Showdown. All right, here we go. This one, not necessarily holiday. Well, yeah, it's holiday related because it's the end of the year. These holidays are at the end of the year. So we have uh, New Year's Day coming up. So if you are in a company where your vacation time is use it or lose it, and you have built up a few days, and you don't necessarily, uh, you're not going to take a whole block. I know a lot of people who like to take, uh, you know, several three-week, three-day weekends in a row. If you can uh, do that. It's kind of nice to have that three three day weekend for a month in a in a row, let's say. But let's say, oh, say, so, so you got one day. What day are you taking off? Is are you taking the Friday off to get the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or are you doing the Monday off to do Saturday, Sunday, Monday? How about this one? Here's my pick. How about Wednesday? Take a Wednesday off. That that means you have basically two two day work weeks. And you get that nice break in the middle. So which is it for you? 651-461-9226. What's your method? Maybe you have a method to this if you've got to use up that vacation time. So here's so I bring that up because we're kind of doing musical chairs here. It's the Adam or Jordana show for the rest of the year. Because I'm working today. I'm working Thursday and Friday. Jordana will be here Tuesday and Wednesday. And... I was just kind of, that was my only options to use up my vacation days, which is fine because it's like, you know what? It's kind of neat. I was, you know, going to bed last night thinking, okay, come up, do a show today, take a couple days off, and come back uh, strong and do a Thursday and Friday. So which day do you like to take off? Dave, what is it for you? Well, most of the days I take off throughout the year for travel, so that's Different, and it usually ends up being around a weekend, so you can maximize. Yeah, this is something. This is something. So you uh, but, like if you don't, if you're not going anywhere. Yes. So then, if I'm not going anywhere, I actually, and I'm doing that this week. I had one day left to burn, and I chose to take it. I could have taken this Friday, but I actually chose to take Thursday instead. And we have family in town, and it felt like a better rhythm. Like we're hosting. I then have a three day weekend off because of Christmas, and it felt like a nicer thing to 
you know, they come to town, I work a day or two and one off and then one back on. It felt like I could be more present to the full holiday season if I plan that day in the middle of the week versus on a Friday. So I'm, I don't know that I care whether it's Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, but I intentionally put it in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. Somebody says Monday, definitely. Everyone is in good moods on Friday, not so much on Monday, and it's nice to have that extra day off if it's been a busy weekend. Yeah, you eliminate the uh, the Sunday scaries. You know, you always have the Sunday night. You're like, oh, I got to go back to work tomorrow. So uh, by taking the Monday off, I guess you just push that back a week. But then it's kind of nice. You're like, well, no, it's a shorter week. I'm, I got ahead of me. But I'm telling you, the Wednesday taking that Wednesday. It's pretty nice. I've done that before. Freeze up the, the whole week. Yeah, you got the yeah. Wednesday, and then you can like maybe get stuff done on a Wednesday. You're just kind of free to do some errands if you need be, if you're being a good spouse or you're being a, a helper at home. You get those day, you get the things done on Wednesday, and then you realize, well, I've only got two more days to work. Um, is John Hines going to be to do your show? I don't think so. The Wild Coach? No, he's very busy. That'd be quite a get, though, if the Wild Coach came and hosted a show for us. Yeah, we'll see how, you know, okay. fight. hey, look at what he's done with the Wild. He could shake things up here. I think it's you guys every day. It's just you yeah, guys it's just, just us. trading. It's just we're just trading passing off. Passing the baton. Yeah. Correct. Other shows, I, I, I don't know. Like a lot of shows. Taken, this is actually the least amount of vacation that I've taken during this time of year ever, I think, since I've been here. Usually I used to do like a full, there's a full week between uh, Christmas and New Year's. I think one year I actually had enough vacation time to do two weeks off, like the old days where you'd like get two weeks off from school. Wow, that was pretty cool. That's kind of nice. That was kind of nice. Did you have to you have to schedule that? Well, yeah, in of course, you know our... it's. But the problem is, is like you take that amount of time off at a job. You you get a, you, especially in this line of work, you kind of get nervous that hey, you know, they can get along just fine without you. <laughs> Uh, especially in this, you know, yeah. I mean, we do shows here. We want to be familiar to our listeners. It's There's more grace for that over the holidays, though, because oh, totally. everybody's routine is Correct. uprooted. Correct. Uh, Friday, slack off Thursday, leave early on Thursday to make it a really long weekend. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Of course, what if you can't leave early Thursday, though? Well, I just slack off and leave early yeah. every day like us. Exactly. There's people like, oh, you guys barely work. <laughs> It's only that three hours you're on the radio. You don't do any other work other than that. Nope. Completely just come on in, crack the mic, and just let her rip. Uh, So which day is it? I I like the Wednesday option, even though it is nice to have the Monday. If you were going to make it a long weekend, though, are you a fan of the Friday off or the Monday off? I'm doing the Monday. Okay. Because like the the texter said earlier, everybody... uh, Everybody kind of is in a better mood on a Friday. You kind of got juice going in Friday. You're like, Oof, it's Friday, getting through this. And taking the Monday off, it's kind of the hard bounce back in sure, Monday. Sure, you know? Okay. Thanks for the heads up on the schedule. Now I know which days I can go. We, I forget. Somebody's going to schedule their listening around oh, exactly. who's going to be working, basically. All right, 1041, okay. uh, keep the text coming in, 651-461-9226. Uh, I want to go back to the voting topic that our buddy Larry in Minneapolis touched off to. I think we should go back to that because actually we got a lot of texts on that. And uh wasn't planning on doing it, but sometimes, you know, when you get a call like that, sparks a new debate. 
So let's do it, even though, you know, it's not election season. But how secure are you? How, how confident are you in the voting machines? We got two texts from election judges who say absolutely 100% confidence that these machines work. So what what's stopping you from being so uh, confident in our voting machines? 651-461-9226. It's cold so backtracking a little bit, so we do our uh, quick takes every day, and one of the quick takes today was the fact that North Dakota is... Have they already approved it, or they're considering going back to hand-counting all ballots in all elections? Yes, they're considering, considering there's activists pushing for a... Saying that machines can't be trusted, that we need to do the old-fashioned hand-counting, and I was arguing that there's zero chance that that is more effective, as far as accuracy goes, than actually using computerized ballot machines. And that's where we th- I think we get into trouble when we say computerized because people assume then somehow these machines are connected and that other people can somehow manipulate them from outside or even uh, be prone to hacking. We had Larry call in, which I appreciate Larry calling. I appreciate anybody calling in who said he has real issues with it, especially considering with the future of AI. And I was arguing, well, I think that's a separate issue. I don't think that we're talking about machines that possibly can be manipulated by artificial intelligence. At least I hope not. And until I read something that suggests that that absolutely is the case, then I will have confidence in our voting machines. Well, that's sparked a lot of debate um, for people texting in. Uh, Adam, I've worked in Dakota County as an election judge. I was actually shocked to see how many checks there are on the voting machines. Really gratified to see just how careful the whole process is with many witnesses to the process. Um Voting machines are reliable, but the crux of voting credibility lies in the old axiom, garbage in, garbage out. If you manufacture absentee ballots or ballot box stuffing or vote in multiple precincts, some examples include registration polls by others vouching for you, using an old utility bill for address verification, or being a student and voting in multiple uh, locations. All elections are suspect. Uh, Also a separate issue, uh, other than the voting machines. But that is also one, too, that I don't think we have a widespread problem with. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got some people calling in uh, on this topic. Uh, I'm missing the name here, Dave. I'm sorry. Um, Bob. Bob, go ahead. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I can. Yep, coming in loud and clear, Bob. Go ahead. And I understand yeah, the, you're a, an election judge. Is that right? That's correct. One of the problems that we well, – there's really two layers to this issue of voting credibility – one of them is is whether or not the machines are doing the job that we think that they're doing. And the second thing is is that whether or not we're doing appropriate vetting of individuals, particularly new registrations, coming into the system. Right. Uh, meaning that they're ineligible to vote, to vote but they're going to try anyway. Um, one of the things that I can point out that I think is hugely important is Minnesota is one of 24 states that use a... Uh, independent uh, operation called ERIC, Electronic uh, Registration Information Center, that looks for problems. And I believe they do it uh, before you vote, you know, when you register, if you've done it early. And I believe they may do it after the election. The problem is, is that 26 states do not belong to that system. Five of those 26 had been in ERIC and left for a various number of reasons, and that includes the state of Florida. 
so when you talk about people, you know, double voting once in the absentee and in once at the poll or in the other uh, circumstance where you have someone voting in one state mm-hmm. and then going to another state where they've got their cabin or their winter home and right. voting again, yeah. that isn't going to be caught if that state doesn't participate in the ERIC system. The thing that also concerns me is I don't know how long ERIC's going to be around. Yeah. And it's not well publicized um, that we're using this system, and I would call on the Secretary of State to get with the program. And so, Bob, in your experience, um, people who show up at the polls, I guess, in your mind, who like intentionally would be trying to either uh, vote again or vote uh, under a different name, how often does that happen? Well, in my experience, I've been doing it for 10 years. We haven't caught anybody at it. Um, what I defer to is the convictions that the Secretary of State may or may not publish, or they're otherwise available on the Internet, of people that have been caught because previously they were felons that voted and shouldn't have, uh, people that have uh, voted once in absentee ballots. We had this horrible problem with ballot harvesting in Minneapolis in 2018. Mm-hmm. So the, the fact that I haven't personally seen it doesn't mean it's not occurring. Yeah. But to the widespread, okay, Bob, I, I appreciate that. But the and the the widespread uh, accusations of voter fraud, though, like with what you know from the systems that you work with, how difficult would it be to participate or uh, execute some sort of widespread voter fraud? Well, it'd be real simple, and I'll tell you, and I really don't want to. It's called same day registrations. There's no way the state can vet or the ERIC system can vet you if, you if you're a new voter and walk in. You just have to sign a paper tape that says I'm a U.S. citizen, I'm over 18, and I've lived at this address for over 30 days. We don't know that. Yeah. And driver's licenses, the standard driver's license, is only good for identification now. It's not good for verification of U.S. citizenship. Uh, we, left, we have left a door open. And this driver's licenses for all, as far as I can tell, has totally clumsified the understanding of the general public as to what a driver's license really is. If you start getting into a discussion of its identification only, um, or if it's U.S. citizen, which it's not, a lot of people aren't going to understand that. It's a very basic difference. Um, it is... The situation has gotten too complicated. Uh, you take a look at the fact that we've got three levels of driver's licenses in the state. The standard license, which is not proof of identification or proof of citizenship, but the uh, real ID and the enhanced ID are. Yeah. So how many people really understand that? Probably about one out of ten. Bob, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, chiming in here. Uh, I, I think it's higher than that. I think more than one out of ten people understand those three different levels. And back to the point of the driver's license for all, and I, I think Bob was pointing to a, a problem that I I think many believe exists, but I'm not too sure it does, is that uh, the, I, know I remember the outcry when okay, we're giving like, people who aren't um, registered citizens the opportunity to get a driver's license. That means they're suddenly going to go vote. And I don't think that's the case. I, I think if you're living here illegally, uh, you probably are trying to 
avoid as much as possible any contact with the government, <laughs> just avoid coming into contact with any sort of government check. And I think if you suddenly, well, I'm going to go vote, even though I know I'm illegal, I think you're raising the possibility that you're going to get caught. So I, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that there's a large movement by these folks to suddenly go vote. And, and again, it seems like they're, Maybe a little bit of credence here and there to shoring up our election systems and good for the folks who are doing that. But to go back to the reason we're having this conversation is because people think the presidential election was fraudulent three years ago. Exactly. And that would have taken so much more of a massive effort than anything we've seen evidence of. So I I don't know. Maybe in Anoka County there was – Three people who went in and voted when they shouldn't, and sure, let's track down those three. But those three votes here and there and around are, are not the reason that that we have the president we have now. Exactly, and there's just no evidence to show that that it's happening. Close. And and I, I, you know, Bob's raising hypotheticals about well, you know, if it's same, that we just don't have the ability with same day registration to vet all these people in this amount of time. Do we really have evidence that people are actually doing that, though, showing up to multiple polls and registering uh, under different names and getting votes uh, in the system and counted? I believe 16, if I, if I remember correctly. And we, should, we will get Steve Simon on to talk about this because I think he needs to address some of this stuff, especially because he's always available to do that. I think he said there's been 16 cases of actual fraudulent uh, attempts of, uh, of voting. Uh, in the last yeah, election, again, he'd have to clarify that, but it's a my, it's a minuscule number compared to how many people are actually voting. Uh, and some some texter says your Bob is off on leaving the door open. If you register on the same day, you have to show a utility bill or bank statement, et cetera, at your new address. There's multiple checks, and the same person would then be in the system and couldn't go to another polling place and voting again. Uh, we actually have another election judge, Kevin oh. Minnetonka, wants to chime into the conversation. Sure. Here. Kevin, I, go I, ahead. Kevin. I mean, we have no ability to verify that Kevin's an election judge. That's We're true. just taking your word <laughs> for it, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. I, I've been doing it for about, this is about my fifth election, this last one. And, and I was amazed, too, as one other caller said, how many checks there are. You know, you get the, um, when you when you check in, uh, there's a receipt that goes into a pile. You take another receipt over to get your uh, actual ballot. That goes onto a spindle. Uh, those get counted 25 in a packet. Mm-hmm. The elite election judge comes by uh, every hour and verifies those as well as what is the count on the machine. Uh, every hour they verify if there's a discrepancy. That What typically happens is that two pieces of paper have stuck together, but there are two judges, one from each party, uh, who do that counting. So I count out 25 of, the, of the, the ballot ones, and then the person next to me counts out 25. We verify it and sign it and give it to the elite election judge who also counts it. At the end of the day, uh, when the machine is opened up, two judges yep. from one from each party have to be there. Uh, they're pulling out, and they're each counting the, the ballots. They have to match up with each of those 25 that I described earlier. And you're co- just we're up against the clock. Team. We're up against the clock, yeah. so you're confident? It's just crazy. Cra- crazy yeah. meaning it's- the levels of checks and balance, checks on it. Oh, ex- exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very confident in the system. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the call, and thanks for being an election judge. Uh, uh, Let's see here. Adam, you seem to find confidence in widespread voter irregularities. Did I say that? I have confidence. I said there. I have no confidence that there's been widespread voter irregularities. Uh, if you move and are registered in an old address, uh, you – I can't read that. That's garbled when we get uh, some of these texts. I'm trying to do a, a quick check on these. Hey, 
Never knew we'd get into the topic of uh, voting irregularities, but that's kind of how it works. When you get a phone call by somebody uh, bringing up a topic, we ride with it. We get a lot of uh, reaction to it. We appreciate that, even though uh, not exactly the election season right now. Of course, we're going to be talking lots about elections uh, next year. Um, Fully confident in that. But some big news uh, in regards to downtown Minneapolis uh, last week. By the way, I was in downtown St. Paul this weekend, teeming with people. People all over the place. I'll talk about that before the end of the show. But Adam Adonick is the new uh, uh, chair of the Minneapolis Downtown Council. He's going to join us after the break. The Target news with Target uh, ordering some of their uh, employees to at least work a week, a quarter. What does that mean for downtown? And it's just good to get an update on the future of downtown Minneapolis. That's next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 